Hi, and welcome to Surviving a Thriver, a new show where we hear firsthand stories of people who've overcome difficulties in life. Today, I have Cameron Knox, who plays for Bowie State, that's near Baltimore, and she's going to share a little bit about his life. So, Cameron, there's a lot of stuff going on in Baltimore in the news. So what is your take on everything that's going on right now? Well, I mean, being from Baltimore is sad to see my city being turned down like that. But at the same time, is uh, people from where I'm from, we really see justice. So we act out with aggression and stuff like that. So, I mean, violence is not the answer, but at the same time, when you have violence in your heart, you show it. So that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. And you grew up in Baltimore yeah, your whole ba life? Yes, Baltimore my whole life. Yep. And what was it like growing up there? It was rough. Um, I grew up in the heart of East Baltimore. So uh, like most of my friends are like in jail right now. So like I'm the first in my family to go to college, by the wow. way. So I'm um, thankful for that. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, so I mean, it was rough growing up in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, schools is bad, uh, streets is bad, you know. We have, have no wrecks, you know. So it's pretty tough. Mm -hmm. And how big is your family? Uh, we're pretty big. Uh, I have five sisters and I have two brothers. Mm -hmm. And that's just my, my own. I lived in the house with my grandmother my, most of my whole life. So we had a three-bedroom house, probably 14 of us at a, in and out at a time. Wow. So it, was, it, was, it, it, it helped because it was fun. We were family-oriented, so it was fun. But at the same time, growing up, it was rough. Mm -hmm. so. What key moments do you remember from your youth? Well, me transitioning and to the man I am is just amazing to me because when I grew up, growing up, I was, you know, running the streets wild like my friends and all that. And, you know, I got arrested a couple of times. Uh, you know, just a troublemaker mostly, but, mm -hmm. you know, I changed a lot. So after I had my daughter, I changed a lot. She's five now. She's five, five. yeah. And um, so where is she? Is she living in the Baltimore she lives, area? She lives, she lives in the area where I grew up at. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm working hard right now trying to get her out of there right yeah. now. So because it hasn't improved much no, since nah, you've it got, been there? No, it got worse. It's gotten worse, so. Wow. And what way do you think it's gotten worse? Um, just the kids have no ambition now. So it's like, and they're closing more schools than they're opening things. So the kids have no outlets to reach. So, I mean, the only thing they can reach to is, you know, the streets, as they say, you know. So, I don't know, like they say, the generation, the kids are the future and the generation. So it's hard when they don't have a generation or a future to look forward to, so they act out. The mm -hmm. way they do, so mm -hmm. that's why I think my city right now is doing so bad. Mm -hmm. And what do you think would be the solution to everything going on? Mm -hmm. We don't know. Yeah, we, yeah, it's hard to figure. It's like, I mean, like issue. schools matter. Like education yeah. matters. You know, recklessness matter. Like growing up, that's what made us. You know, at the same time, we did things we weren't supposed to do, but at the same time, we we tried to better ourselves. We had recklessness. We had schools. We had you know mentors. Now you had that. You don't have that nowadays. Mm -hmm. So. When I grew up, we had something called Big Brother. You mm -hmm. know, uh, it was like a mentoring program, you know, for kids. You don't see that anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's hard. Oh, they don't have that in no, the No, not hardly. It's hard to find them. It's hard, so hard to I, find they them. They have them, um, I know, here in West Hartford area because my yeah. son uses one. And okay. it, it, um, yeah. it definitely helps to have that kind of support system in place. It's hard. Because now they met the mentors are guys on TV rapping and stuff, so they, they want to do what they see, you know. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. So, since the school system's so rough, I mean, did you have to teach yourself a lot of things, or did you have someone help you? Um, my dad, my, for the first part of my life, my dad helped me a lot. Like, I read, like, I had to copy dictionaries, I read books, you know, 
So my education wasn't really taught through by the system, taught through my, by my dad. Mm -hmm. So that helped me along. So I, I knew how to, you know, like get 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 by in school and stuff. Because at the, when I was fourteen, he just he was nowhere. Like he was gone. Like he was there, but he wasn't there when I needed him. Okay. Um, like that's why, like when I said, like Baltimore was my my father growing up. The streets was my father growing up. My like so, like when I was fourteen to now, I learned everything on my own. So. Um, but he taught me values of life early, so mm -hmm. I, I knew what I needed to do to get by or whatever. But school systems really didn't. I missed my senior year of high school, I probably missed 70 days of school, and I still graduated high school my last mm -hmm. year. So that shows you the bottom system is yeah. school system not good at all. And yeah. they're closing my high school next year. Like my graduating class was 60 people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the school's made of about 1,500 kids, and my graduating class was only 60 people. So wow. that shows it's crazy. Wait, so if they close the high school, what's the option for the kids there? They have, they have to, to transfer to magnet schools or whatever. So try to find another school system, you know, or, or another school, you know. And so. and does the community do that for them, or they kind of have, they to, have to be to proactive? I mean, this. I mean, I can't. I can't really speak because I don't know what they would do. But usually, they have to transfer to another school, mm -hmm. more like an alternative school or something. So. Wow, you said your dad taught you good values early on yeah. and that's really what carried you forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I have a friend who she had a rough upbringing and she was the first one in her family not only to finish high school mm -hmm. but then she went beyond that she finished college and she got her PhD and I asked her how were you able to do that and how did you not fall into your parents footprints mm -hmm. and she said because they always told me not to okay, yeah, yeah. you know I think yeah what you tell your kids does make a difference. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, parents feel like they're being a broken record and it's not getting in their head. Even if you don't end up doing it with your actions and yeah, words exactly. count for See, something. Yeah. I have yet, I teach my daughter about talking to her. Like, I have not yet to put my hands on her or like yell, like yell or everything, but I, just, I talk to her and teach her values, just like that. And she's, right now, she's just, that's how she takes everything. Like, when she's in trouble, I talk to her. Yeah. So I learned that from my father. Well. And I was I was kind of bad, so I got spanking sometimes when I was younger. But <laughs> I, I never put it, I never consider myself leaning ahead on my dog because I feel like the more mental you give them, they take it instead mm -hmm. of beating, like they rebel. So that's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. So when I got beat, I rebelled. Like I was like, nah, whatever. I get, it makes me angry. So mm -hmm. you know, that's all I learned. Yeah. So you were a pretty young parent too. Yeah, Twenty-one just turned twenty-two. Well, like, what was going on in your mind? Were you excited right away, or were you kind of like? Actually, my dad was more excited than I was. Uh. <laughs> so he's like, "I'm gonna be a grandfather." I was like, yeah, but um, I was always, that the first grandkid for him? Yes, first grandkid uh. for him. Yeah. So I mean, I I was excited to a point like I uh, I was scared more than excited, but I was yeah. excited because you know I was I don't know I I I, I love kids you know mm -hmm. so I I I I'm not saying I wanted one that. Then everybody is happening, so yeah. I can't. I, I wasn't down on myself at all. Yeah, so. I think you're setting a great example for her right now. I mean, you're mm. going to college now, and what are you uh, studying? Uh, communications. I'm a broadcast journalist major with a minor in PR. Okay. Yeah. And what do you intend to do with that? Um, well, I want to open my own PR firm. For mm. you know, I'm gonna work for athletes and stuff like people like that, like movie stars. You know, represent them. Mm -hmm. you know, so. And how did you get your start on your uh, athletic career? Uh, it was a long story. Um, my best friend, well, I'll say my brother, he played at Bowie State before me. Well, he was going there in the fall. So they had pickup games, open gym in the summertime. So mm -hmm. I went up there with him one day and you know, I played. 
and I did really good, really, really good as a matter of fact. So I get a call the next day from the head coach asking if I'm gonna come to college. Wow. And college, that was far in my mind after a while. Like I gave that up. Did basketball. you even know that he was watching when you were playing these? I mean, games? I I didn't know that was a head. I mean, it was, I saw. I no, I didn't honestly. I knew mm-hmm. coaches in there, but I didn't know which one was the head coach. I didn't think it was that serious. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, college was far from my like. It was. I just I just had a camera by the way. I just had my daughter, so it was mm-hmm. nothing. Like I was I wasn't trying to hit anything. So it took me like a week to decide what I was going to do, and I just said I try and it turned out to be the best thing I have in my life right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it and it wasn't like. Like a quick turn to from getting discovered and the gym yeah. into going to college. Yeah. I mean, what steps did you take to get from point A to B? Um, patience. It's, it's all my stuff needed patience, and you know, uh, my girlfriend Thea, she helped a lot. Going like I would not got through college without her. Mm-hmm. It's good because it was nice. I wanted to give up, well, withdraw from school. I had papers in my hand, withdraw, and she would not let me give up. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that helped a lot. Um, my uh, sisters, they talked to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Know, but keep staying in school. Uh, a lot of my family didn't like it. They thought I should stop because I didn't play college ball till my junior year. Why would they want you to stop though? I mean, it's like they, a positive thing. Yeah, what else they would they expect that's, you that's to the do? Thing about, that's the thing about balls. Like they, I have a balls mentality. Like they think money is everything. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know education. I'm, like I said, I'm the first one to go to college. So okay. they don't know. They, they don't know where, what I was trying to do with. A college education. Yeah, they don't, to yeah. invest first yeah. in your education. So, yeah. They didn't think anything of it. So that was tough going through because I love my family. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the good part is now they get it. They mm-hmm. got it. They saw once I, got, once I stepped on the basketball court, they understood. Okay, this is he's this is what he's doing with his life, and mm-hmm. he's still in school. He's pushing. I'm not giving up. So they understood. And they support me now. Yeah, and uh, now that you've paved the way f- for your family. Mm-hmm. Is are your siblings starting to follow step there? Yeah, I'm. I hope so. I'm just worried about my daughter. You know, mm-hmm. like well, a person. I listen. I was listening to this guy named Eric Thomas. He says uh, he's a motivated speaker. He says if I graduate college, my daughter. Well, his kids have to graduate high school. Yeah. So if I graduate college, she knows she has to graduate high school. Yeah. So I'm. I'm just doing everything for her. Like that's all I'm gonna focus on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love my family. I hope they do look at. They look at me like uh, as a motivation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they better go to college. I'm just <laughs> so, that's a good thing. Yeah. And what about your basketball career? Where do you see that heading uh, in the future? Actually, I'm, I'm going to sign my contract today over uh, for my, with a sports agent so I can oh. go overseas and play basketball. Wow. So, I mean, but my heart is my heart is with basketball, but my, my it's like 50-50 right now with coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, my coach, my head coach at Bowie State, offering a position to coach mm-hmm. on the team the, next year. So he, he wants me to finish college. That's his way to get me to finish college. So um, I'm still going to graduate high college, but, you know, if opportunity for me to go play ball, I would take online classes mm-hmm. and I go overseas or whatever. You know, just whatever God brings in my life right now, I'm just going to pray mm-hmm. on it and take it. Now, if you didn't have this event at the gym where, you know, you kind of got your break, mm-hmm. where do you think you'd be now? Honestly, I'd probably be locked up or somewhere just doing anything. Probably dead. I don't, like... I lost a lot of I lost a lot of friends since I've been in school that I hang with all the time. Yeah, a lot like a lot like at least a good five friends since I've been in college. Um, a lot of them been locked up since I've been in college, so it was like that. That was the guys I was hanging with. So mm-hmm. you know, and they looked up to me back then. Mm-hmm. So it was like if I was doing something, they would have did it. You know, and I look at them like, well, I got to do something for them too. It was like, you know, so yeah, it w- it wouldn't be a good turnout right now for me right now if I didn't. Yeah, yeah so. 
I'm just blessed. And what are the friends that are still around? How have they taken your new lease on oh, life? Oh, they love it. They love it. I'm, that's why I was shocked that they love it. If I if I if I uh, go home mm -hmm. to my neighborhood, they show, they, like just show me a lot of love. You know, mm -hmm. you know can't keep doing what you're doing. Don't come back out here. You know, uh, my friend calls me every one, like at least once a month. He's, he's locked up. He be he's coming home this this month, matter of fact. But you know, that's what I do it for too. Like my the friends that I want to show them is other ways than than you know. But but what we used to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's more to life than, you know, jail or drugs or, you know, guns and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And it, it, I think, you know, when you grow up, it's kind of a hard, yeah, thing to escape. Yeah, right? it's a trend. Yeah, because Baltimore is so small. And they call it, it's like, it's like we call it the crab barrel. Because crab want, barrel? Yeah, because once you, once you get out, somebody's always pulling you back in. It's like oh. they never let you get out. Nobody lets you. So. Is is really like when, when I was in college, you see like my family was like, you need to quit school. That's like a crab, but they, they, they don't want me to, it felt like they didn't want me to succeed. Yeah. Like, or whatever. Like, that's what I felt like they was pulling me back in. And I was yeah. falling for it. Yeah. You know, so, but. Did you have to cut them off for a while to, yeah, I to did. really, I really did. get I did. to that point? I cut yeah. everybody off. Yeah. My, even my baby mother, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she was, she was the worst with it. You know, mm -hmm. my sister, my Kendra, she was just like my, my heart, like my right hand, you know, mm -hmm. this. but uh, we had a falling out over the summer, so we didn't talk for about six months. Um, mm -hmm. We just got, got back talking like January, something like that, and ever since then we just and that's what made that's I think that's what made me work more harder because I felt good after that. Like that was my support system, mm -hmm. like as far as mentally, like so. That made me. Well, so every time I go home, I talk to her every day. I talk to her every day now. We talk every day, so yeah, it's pretty good. It was good that you were able to reconcile yeah, with her. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, do you have to work to pay for college? Mm -hmm. or? Mm -mm. I didn't pay for college the past two years. Okay. So, I mean, my first year I got financial aid, you know, grants. But last last two and a half years I didn't pay for college. So what about people who, you know, are from your area and they don't have basketball skills to help them get a scholarship or, or you know, the funds to do it? You gotta work your way up to get what you want. You mm -hmm. know, it's on you. Um, it's not easy going to college. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's hard. Uh, financially, it's hard, and mentally, it's hard too. You know, have a stable home or a stable you know situation is it's really rough. Because mm -hmm. college is really all mental. You know, it's not just you going to school every day. You going to school, you gotta feed yourself. You know, you gotta get up. But you know, you're on your own. So it's pretty rough, and like that's why I, that's why I think. I made it, or like a lot of kids like me made it out. So, because we all we always been on our own, mm -hmm. so we're used to adversity or being on our own. So, that's true. You do kind of learn resilience mm -hmm. on the streets. Yes. That does yeah. carry over yeah. to when you go take other paths in strong, life. Yeah, strong will, strong hearted. So, you know. So, how did you decide to choose the major that you're in? Uh, I didn't. My coach chose it for me. <laughs> I chose I chose uh, sports management. He was like, no. No, <laughs> I need you to play in two years. I need you to play. So like, like this sports manager is pretty rough in at Bowie State. They were yeah. a really good sports manager program. Uh, so he just he said it's too rough. You've been out, I've been out of school four years before I went to college. Mm -hmm. I graduated high school in 2006 and started college in 2010. So that was a, a transition from four years to a university. It's pretty it's tough, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I got used to it. It took a while. I went from like a my first semester I had like a 1.3, mm -hmm. and you know by the second year it was like a 2.3. That's why I raised it pretty. I got used to it, you know. I had to walk it down a little bit. Yeah. So pretty good. Nice. 
And do you enjoy basketball, or is it just kind of a way of living for you? Or? Uh, I just fell back in love with basketball this year. I was, I, I was, I was enjoying it. I started falling in love with me, me achieving goals, you know, like getting, getting, like just being a better person. I started falling in love with that. Then once I got back on the court, you know, I just fell in love back with it. So right now it's a business now. So now like my college career is over. The basketball is nothing but a business right now. Mm-hmm. They feed my family, so that's how I'm, that's how I'm treated. Mm-hmm. So pretty much. Now, do you do you often reflect on where you came from? Or? All the time. Yeah. All the time. When I go home, it's just like I, I. Sometimes I smile like when I go home. I'm happy to go home to show people like, this is more than what you see. Mm-hmm. And all your friends are supportive of where you are now, all, or, or some of no, them? All of them. Wow. All of them. I, I I surround myself with positive people, regardless of what we did or what we did. Like we were always for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we oh, it's like a little. We'll beef here and there with everybody else, but it's like it's, it's all love at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's cool. So when you go back to Baltimore now with all the rights, and where would you be? Where I'm being boy. Standing? I'm being boy. Yeah. I, I I have it's much. I mean, it's it's much bigger than me. At the same yeah. time, I have to focus on my goals too. Like, yeah. I support everything everybody's doing. So um, I, I don't want like. People just think like I don't support. I, I support everything. It's always to go for justice. It doesn't matter. Peaceful protest or violent protest, it doesn't really matter. What is how you look at it. It's just you know, it just shows that we we fed up. Mm-hmm. You know. So. And do you have any specific stories of how racism has affected you in oh, your life? Yeah, I've a couple of times. I mean, a boy. Um, I'm I, not very familiar I with have, Bowie. I, I, what I, are I, the demographics? It's it's PG County. It's, it's, it's mostly uh, it's the richest county in the, uh, the country oh. for uh, African Americans. Okay. So it's, so uh, there's a lot of rich African Americans that live out there. You know, uh, they they did well for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like 25 minutes from DC area. So, uh, but like my I say my junior year, sophomore, junior year, I got pulled over and I was called the N word by a cop before. Oh. So then that was the first time I experienced like like racism. Like, wow. like really like that, like being called the N word. But yeah. no, it hit me. It hit. Did, he, did he say it very casually? No, like, yeah, you know, it was it was aggressive. It, it was yeah. aggressive, you know. So, but it was just, it was different. Like, it hit my heart. Like, I was like, wow, like it's really racism everywhere you go. And that probably scares you because you're like, wow, this guy's already angry. Yeah, and haven't done anything yes, yet. Yeah, and it so. was, I was. He just said, get out of here. He just let me go. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. You gotta give me a ticket and everything. He did just get out of here. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I got back to my room and told, I told my, uh, my girlfriend, Thea, and she was just, like, shocked. I, called, I had to call my father. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I cried to my father. Like, somebody really called me inward. But I'm like, I called yeah. me inward. So it was, like, it was different. Yeah. Like, that hit my heart. So, I mean, I sprinted for some a couple times, you know. But I said downtown, go to baseball games, drunk, drunk white people, you know, they just, mm-hmm. they just don't know to see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it was all, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much anymore. Mm. It's, I'm just, it's like right now, it's, it feels like the norm right now, which was everything's going on, so. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of a different power dynamic when someone on the street is taking it to you versus a cop. Uh, police officer. Yeah, police right? officer. I yeah. mean, even when I get pulled over, I'm like, uh, I hate this cop, but I'm just going to say, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'll cuss them out, person, you know, right? after I leave, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, you know, they'll find some way to give you a ticket yes, or get you in more yes. trouble. That was your encounter as an adult. As a kid, do you feel I didn't understand until I got older. Okay. 
Okay. And so as a kid, you know, I was like, oh, like I see in movies, like, I, like, like seeing movies, you see it all the time in movies. So you're like, oh, it's normal. It's normal until you experience it. It's, okay. it's not normal anymore until you experience it. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's sad when you see movies, but it hurts when you, when it's you. Yeah. So it's pretty tough. Yeah, sometimes in as, a, as an adult, yeah, you look back on things that happened to you as a kid, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's what, that's yeah, what that yeah, happened all right the time. there. All the time. <laughs> that's all what time. happened right there. So when you encounter someone, okay, at a baseball game, mm -hmm. so you're sort of, you know, just both pedestrians. Yeah. I mean, do you say something back to them? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah. I felt as though, like, he wasn't a cop, so he was like a civilian, <laughs> so I'm like, and I, was, I think it was my, that's my uncle. This is a while ago. I was with my uncle. Yeah. He, and he was just he he's he, he went off like he went off so i mean it wasn't my dad it was one of them i can't remember but it was bad mm -hmm. you know from punches were thrown a little bit oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was young i was really young mm -hmm. so, so i remember but it was you know it's still alive mm -hmm. you know it's still here as we can see so it's scary because it's home now yeah do you try to open up the conversation now with your daughter? I know she's still young, but like sometimes. Uh, I, I made, I called my, uh, her mother mm -hmm. and I made her watch what was going on. Oh, with the Baltimore? Yes, I, made her, I told her, I made her watch what was going on. So I, okay. I told her, explain to her what was going on. She was scared, she was sad, but she needs to know like this is the world we live in. You know, yeah. I'm gonna teach her early because my dad told me early. Mm -hmm. I'd rather you know it early, so then late. And what did he teach you? What did he tell you? Uh, he just, just taught me, like, nothing is worth giving to you, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why he made me read so much. Like, he made me read the whole Nile Civilization book, and that's, like, a thousand pages. The whole what? The Nile Civilization. I don't know. It's, it's like, a thousand pages. Okay. Nile Valley is, like, a thousand pages. He made me read that whole book. By the way, I was punished. By the way, I was—I got in trouble in school. I was punished for like three months. Okay. So the book took. So that like, was your homeschooling, basically. Basically, <laughs> when I got no, when I got yeah, when I I went to school, came home, had just more school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and after that, I had to copy a dictionary. Mm. So I, I copied like three did Webster's. I copied the thesaurus. I should start uh, stealing these techniques from my kids. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> the mental—that's what I learned from. Like mental punishment is more worse than physical. Yeah. Because you can't win a mental punishment. You can't just like toughen up in a mental punishment. You really have to work through it. But you, you probably maybe started enjoying it at one I point. I never enjoyed no? it. No? Okay. I never enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, I enjoy it now because I learned so much. Yeah. So, but I never, 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 never enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah. And your daughter's mom on the same page as far, or did she feel like, oh, I, um, we should shelter her a little no, bit? No, no, no. Uh, she, did, she doesn't question my judgment. Mm -hmm. um, she might, you know, some, when it comes to fashion and stuff like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, but as, educating my daughter-wise and all this and letting her know, she yeah. just, she does it. Uh, she gets impatient sometimes when I tell her, do this, do that. Well, you come do it. I'm like, I'm in school, I can't, so, but, yeah, yeah. but after a while, she, she does it, though. Mm -hmm. She understands. Cameron's pretty smart. So you want to move your daughter, though, out of the area? Yeah, out of the area. I mean, it's, it's kind of like uh, saying this is a lost cause here in Baltimore. Yeah, like, I mean, and, I mean, it, the thing about Baltimore, it makes you tough mentally. It yeah. makes you tough. Like, I want my daughter to have that toughness in her, but I can teach her that. Mm -hmm. Rather her walking down the street and getting hurt by somebody else. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd rather, I, I, they can, like, I'd rather move, they can move to Baltimore County or, you know, White Marshall. There's a lot of counties they can live in. Mm -hmm. I just want to get them out. I just want get, to get her out. I want to see more than the city and, 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 like, crackheads walking down the street or stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, Bennett, like, my, my daughter's block is, like, Abandoned house, abandoned house, their house, house, abandoned house, abandoned, it's a rural house. So it's like, it's like 12 abandoned houses on one block and mm -hmm. in between. So it's just, 
I don't want to see that. I don't want to grow like I grew up anymore. No. Are there people squatting in these abandoned houses? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. It depends. Sometimes. And do you think it's easier, harder, or this different struggles between being a female growing up in the neighborhood and a male? Uh, more tough than a male. You have more to be, you know, you got you to be tough. Right now, right now, time has changed. So it's, it's, it's almost even. You know, it's like mm -hmm. females are getting to that point where they're just fed up to it. They're tough, and, you know, they want to do things on their own, you know. They want to run the streets just like guys on the streets now. So it's pretty just mean. Just, just you can't hold, you can't really. We have, I don't have to hold, you have to hold everybody accountable now. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know, it's not, it's not really just one-sided no more. It's just, it's, you know, both. Mm -hmm. so. so you do have some friends that have entered the prison system yeah and yeah. what was it like for them I mean I've heard some people you know that come from low-income places and mm -hmm. sometimes you know it's just better to be in the prison oh than yeah yeah some, with sometimes like my cousin like I'd rather him stay inside than come home because I know he's, he's better in there than out here a lot of people in Baltimore have a has a family member that that's like that mm -hmm. you know but um a lot of guys I, I wish they were here you know wish they were home you know but He's probably just the one I just say he just to stay inside, mm. you know, until he can get till he know till he knows that he's ready to come out until he knows he's ready to come out. So is is there is there good programs in the prison system to help them? Not in the city. Okay. Not in the city. Uh, Baltimore City prison system is terrible. It is ridiculous. Uh, uh, I mean, one time I was processed under the wrong name and let out like within an hour. That's how bad it is. Like, mm -hmm. that's, like, it was, it was so bad. But, um, uh, it's, it's the gangs is not going to make it any better either. So, there's a lot of gangs going on in Baltimore. So, it's, and that's the big thing in prison now is gangs. So, mm -hmm. it's pretty rough. Obviously, a majority of the police force mm -hmm. are Caucasian, but there mm -hmm. are some African Americans on the force. I mean, it makes me wonder, what is it? What do you think it's like for them? I mean, obviously you're not a cop, but yeah. I'm just, I, what are your, well, I just wonder what your opinion is for being surrounded by people who are, are a couple, have that mentality. Yeah, a couple people at graduate high school are police officers now. Have you talked yeah. to them? Yeah, I talked to them a couple of times, yeah. yeah. I, I pick with them, you know, <laughs> I pick them sometimes. But, you know, my thing is, wherever you, do need, wherever you need to support your family, you do it. Yeah. You know, I don't judge anybody for being a police officer. I might playfully, like, uh, snitch like playfully say things but i don't mean like then like stop doing what you're doing don't yeah. stop on account of me saying calling you something like I, I support you for supporting your family yeah but i'm gonna pick with you because that's not something you know that i would do but so do they experience a lot of um my like negativity and stuff yeah from i mean their from the peers oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends like the guy, if if most likely, if you went to school with somebody as a police officer, mm -hmm. they got picked on a bullied in school. <laughs> so that's why they became police. So that's why people pick with them. Yeah. But like you have some that just like that was their dream. Like I know a couple guys that was their dream. Mm -hmm. Like some guys had to, you know, be, be the detective, but you had to start low. You had to be a police officer first. You know, mm -hmm. you had to pass the test and all that. So I mean, I mean, it's, it's rarely that. You know. So what do you what do you, what do you like to share with the audience for advice? Uh, just keep pushing, you know. Just don't go from your dreams, you know. A little bit of adversity is not gonna kill you. Just keep pushing and keep fighting through. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for being on the show. No problem. Thank you. I had to catch you in this very small window that you were mm -hmm. gonna be in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. yeah. So thank you for taking. Oh, and today's your birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. So happy birthday. Thank you. And again, thank you, Cam, no for problem. being here. Thank you.